ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय जा रहे हैं सिर्फ कीर्तन करना है श्रावण नहीं करना सो मैनी श्रीमद भागवत गीता as it is translation and commentary by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupada chapter 18 text 65 manmana bhava madbhakto manmana bhavato adyaji mam namaskuru adyaji mam namaskuru mame vaishasi satyam te mame vaishasi satyam te जाने ट्रांसलेशन लॉर्ड कृष्ण सेल्वेज थिंक ऑफ मी बिकम माई डिवोटी वर्शिप मी एंड ऑफर योर होमेज अंटू मी दस यू विल कम टू मी विदाउट फेल आई प्रोमिस यू दिस बिकॉज यू आर माई वेरी डियर फ्रेंड Purport the most confidential part of knowledge is that one should become a pure devotee of Krishna and always think of him and <clears throat> act for him one should not become an official meditator life should be so molded that one will always have the chance to think of Krishna one should always act in such a way that all his daily activities are in connection with Krishna He should arrange his life in such a way that throughout the 24 hours he cannot but think of Krishna. And the Lord's promise is that anyone who is in such pure Krishna consciousness will certainly return to the abode of Krishna where he will be engaged in the association of Krishna face to face. This most confidential part of knowledge is spoken to Arjuna. because he is the dear friend of krishna everyone who follows the path of arjuna can become a dear friend to krishna and obtain the same perfection as arjuna these words stress that one should concentrate his mind upon krishna the very form with two hands carrying a flute the bluish boy with a beautiful face and peacock feathers in his hair There are descriptions of Krishna found in the Brahma Sanghita and other literatures. One should fix his mind on this original form of Godhead, Krishna. One should not even divert his attention to other forms of the Lord. The Lord has multi-forms as Vishnu, Narayana, Rama, Varaha, etc. But a devotee should concentrate his mind on the form that was present before Arjuna. Concentration of the mind on the form of Krishna 
constitutes the most confidential part of knowledge and this is disclosed to Arjuna because Arjuna is the most dear friend of Krishna's. Srila Prabhupada states in this purport one should always act in such a way that all his daily activities are in connection with Krishna. He should arrange his life in such a way that throughout the 24 hours he cannot but think of Krishna. Always think of Krishna. Ananya chintayanto mam, ananya chaita satatam. In Bhagavad Gita, in various places, Lord Krishna speaks of always thinking of Him, always thinking of Krishna, always remembering Krishna. And Srila Prabhupada, in this purport, writes of arranging our lives in such a way that we cannot but think of Krishna. Now, the question often comes well, that, you know, we're working in our office or a factory or or a shop or whatever it may be and how can we think of Krishna because you're not getting paid to think of Krishna you're getting paid to think about something that's going to make someone some money that's what you're getting paid for so this question often comes and I'm not going to answer it in this class with the normal kind of answer that well normally you say well you know try and chant some good rounds before you go to work or keep a picture of Krishna on your on your desktop on your computer or something like that I'm going to offer a different kind of solution a completely radical solution the answer is don't work <laughs> join the temple full time um it's possible for some of you, those of you who are not yet committed to becoming the dedicated servant giving mind, body and words to Microsoft or Infosys or something like this. If you haven't already become the almost it seems eternal servant of Bill Gates or Narayan Murthy or someone like this then you could conceivably start acting as the eternal servant of Krishna which is what Krishna recommends in Bhagavad Gita it may be surprising to some but Lord Chaitanya didn't say Jive Surupoi Bill Gates and Nitya Das. <laughs> he didn't say Jiva Surupai money, family, society, prestige, fashion, kadas. He didn't say that. He said Jiva Surupai Krishna Nitya Das. So, as many of you are as yet uncommitted youth as yet uncommitted means you haven't signed a contract to give your body, mind and soul to some other fool who 
has dedicated his life to forgetting Krishna. You could conceivably give your life to serve Krishna <coughs> full time in the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, in which the temples are meant for creating an atmosphere in which we always think of Krishna. Now for those who are already married and committed to family life, well, you have to make the best of a bad bargain. You have to do the best you can and we've discussed this many times. But it, it certainly is very difficult to remember Krishna in the workplace. But those who are not yet committed that way can consider the option of serving Krishna full time because just as the workplace is geared toward everyone should work hard to make the company make more money that's what it's for. Sometimes they pretend that the company is actually meant to benefit human society and we're here to, the customer is our most important person. It's all what's called BS. That's a vulgar American term. It means bull's dung or crap or it's nonsense. They, they pretend, they say, our company, in our company the most important person is the customer. It's rubbish. The most important person is the owner of the company. The customer is important because they want to take money out of him. They tell all these things like in the company how you know, good dealings and seven habits and be nice to us. But basically everyone is envious of everyone else and everyone wants to make more money than everyone else and the person on top however you know, they'll offer you in the company they'll offer you this benefit swimming pool insurance pension this that but basically they want to screw as much money out as much they want to get as much out of you as they possibly can and they just pretend that they're being nice to you because if they don't they'll lose their capable staff to some other company they don't care about you it's just a show they pretend everyone in the material world everyone's out for themselves whereas in the Krishna conscious movement the idea is that here everyone is here to cooperate to serve Krishna and at least if we follow the mm, guidelines given by Srila Prabhupada if we then uh, you see in our temples there will always be some sound recording of Srila Prabhupada singing or speaking and Srila Prabhupada only sings and speaks of Krishna so definitely we'll think of Krishna by hearing Srila Prabhupada and early morning rising there was one conversation one person was saying to Srila Prabhupada that I have a lot of difficulty rising early in the morning what should I do 
Prabhupada said, come and join us, we'll get you up. <laughs> That's the solution. And then right from you know, like 4.15 in the morning, Mongolarti or whatever time they hold it, 4.50. In, in Moscow they hold it at 4 o'clock in the morning. In some places 4.15, 4.30. One temple I was in recently, 4.45, other places 5 o'clock, not usually later than 5 o'clock. So early start, and then uh, all morning just hearing and chanting about Krishna. And in the daytime, those who are residing in the ashram, they have various duties to perform, but it's all centered on remembering Krishna, directly centered. So the the asha the mat what is that atanti vasanti paramata what is that paramata jivitam something like this that the the mat is the place where persons reside for the sake of paramartha The company or the business is the place everyone is interested in artha, money. But the mat is a place where reside those who are interested in paramartha, spiritual Krishna consciousness. So this is a it's a very real option. I mean, you can do it. It's quite. I would, in general, I would recommend. If you don't, if you're not already stuck in some materialistic endeavor, then take to Krishna conscious full time. Now, we don't want to totally discourage those who are working and in family life you can also be Krishna conscious in that situation but obviously uh, the situation where one doesn't have family encumbrances and one's all effort is geared towards serving Krishna and hearing ch and chanting about Krishna that's obviously a more favorable condition for remembering Krishna than spending most of your life associating with people who are not devotees and who don't want you to hear and chant about Krishna and they'll probably get upset if you hear and chant about Krishna. In the temple if you talk about materialistic subjects chewing your fingers just putting them on your mouth what shall I do? I saw Prabhupada, I, I said this hundreds of times Prabhupada would send people out. He put their hand on the mouth, he would send them out. I think you all have to go out. You have to wash your hands. Everyone has this bad habit of putting their hand on their mouth. So, yeah, in the in the temple, if we we may have the the temple, we're only supposed to hear and chant about Krishna. I remember shortly after I joined the temple in London, in England, that just 
I wasn't thinking and some just blankly in my mind some some song came into my mind that from my pre-temple days and I started singing it and someone immediately stopped me you shouldn't sing that here I said, oh yeah that's right yeah okay right whereas if in a non-devotee situation if you start singing Hare Krishna in the office they say what are you doing <laughs> do that one more time and you'll you'll lose your job <laughs> it's a severe offense so the atmosphere in the temple is supposed to be that everyone is coming to serve Krishna so it's a favorable situation for remembering Krishna so that's it that's my recommendation now many people may tell you no don't do that you have to support you see your mother your father your sister your your dog your cat and your auntie and your uncle and your your cousins and your friends and your country and the list goes on and on and on what about the future well that's the whole point what about the future hmm what about your future who will look after you in your old there are millions of objections why why we shouldn't join the temple why we should be a devotee you see and you say well you can also be a devotee at home it's true you can be a devotee at home also but it's not going to be the same atmosphere now you may say well I've heard that sometimes people join Iskon they don't get properly treated you see sometimes people mistreat them the atmosphere in the temple maybe it's not like that you see they tell you they want you to serve Krishna but actually they're just exploiting you they make you work hard they make you get up early in the morning and work hard and they don't pay you anything and if you are working you could earn lots of money so you might think like that and it may be too because well in some ways in in the business in some ways it's more clear everyone's there to earn money it's very clear no one's there for spiritual life I, I saw some book I was just recently in America and they were talking about spirituality in the working place and they were talking about well how people now we've realized how we have to be nice to each other in the way it's not spirituality it's again it's just not being such a B-A-S-T-A-R-D <laughs> just pretending to be nice or something not, not being openly nasty but just pretend like I say that you can't actually be nice to each other when the, the business is based, the modern business is based on exploitation so this whole idea that we'll be nice to each other and it doesn't work even these people who make the they make these 
there are people who have made billions of dollars this Stephen Covey made billions of dollars by telling everyone how to be nice to each other at work but uh, then in, in his own company they have all the same problems as other companies have because it's all based on exploitation <coughs> so we can expect that in the company there's everyone's there to make money and they're pretty much focused on that but there's exploitation and uh, politics office politics this that and the other one uh, devotee who uh, he just returned from America to, he was working in America and his company asked him to come back to India to set up some branch there to become the manager of a new branch and he said it's such a shock coming back to India because he said the politics the office politics in America are bad enough but in <coughs> India it's just too much people are just so envious in the working place they're just completely shameless and nasty so that's there so in the temple we might expect that it's like you know well the purpose is different it's fully spiritual it's fully for service of Krishna but in some ways it might be more ambiguous because in the workplace you're there to work and in the temple you're there to serve Krishna but the difference is that in the workplace you're there to work and there's is not there's no real there's no uh, undercurrent of spirituality whereas in the temple you're supposed to be there to serve Krishna but everyone who's there to serve Krishna is also a conditioned soul it's, it's not that everyone's automatically a pure devotee so we may find that in the temple also there is there are difficulties caused by devotees they don't interact with each other as nicely as they should do and maybe someone in a position of authority does have some exploitive tendency and we ourselves it's not such an e we may find it's not such an easy thing to do we say okay I'm going to surrender to Krishna but we may find it's not so easy it's a life of austerity in the modern world <coughs> we're not used to well there is a lot of austerity but the, the concept of austerity isn't there, it's a funny thing huh? There, there, there's no concept of austerity that we should be accept austerity although we're forced to, just like you have to go to work in the heat in Delhi austerity is always there so uh, it, it is a very dedicated life so although on principle in, in this lecture I'm recommending that uh, what's that a call talking about the heat of Delhi it's a call to turn the air conditioner make it cooler is it so uh, yeah although I'm talking about joining the temple full time it's it's not something well it may not be something to be rushed into one should also consider carefully because it does require a high level of surrender that rising early in the morning every morning working under some authority 
at all times. So there is a lot of, uh, it's a different mode of life altogether from that which we may have been used to. And we may not be as spiritual as we think. We may be more attached to our material family, friends and so on than we thought. So these are various considerations. Um, in some ways life can be rough in Iskon. I mean, I'm talking about on the inside. Sometimes it may happen that others will mistreat you and probably probably there's no one who's been in Iskon like 30 years or something living in the temple who hasn't been mistreated at some point in time but then there's no one in the whole material world who's not been mistreated at some time it may happen in our temples also but for for all the difficulties that may be there the fact is that the life of full dedication is one in which very clearly the opportunity is there to always be in an atmosphere of Krishna consciousness. We have the opportunity. Now, you may say, well, uh, you know, I see some people in the temple and they don't seem very spiritual to me. It may be. In Delhi, maybe more than other places, there may be people joining our temples. It may be with with uh, other motives than that of pure Krishna consciousness. It's getting a little stricter now, but it used to be that many would join our temples with the idea of getting a visa for America. And they go there and then they do some service in the temple for some time and then they, you know, they just get a job and earn their money. So it's there may be people with materialistic motives or it may be that they're, you know, they're kind of pious people and they, they can't get a job in Delhi and they come from the country looking for a job they can't get, and they join the temple but they like to chant Hare Krishna but they're not that much considering how to fully dedicate their lives so there may be different kinds of people but whatever others may be doing around us uh, there is the opportunity of those who are fully dedicated or living in the temple to rise early every morning, attend the kirtans, attend the aritis, uh, then study Prabhupada's books, learn the philosophy very deeply. The opportunity is there, which you won't get if you're working for Narayan Murti. You know who Narayan Murti is? It's a famous name in the Bill Gates of India, something like that. Something like that. There may be so many Narayan Murtis. <laughs> it's not an uncommon name in South India. There are so many big names of Indian industry. The Tatas and the Bealas are kind of there, like in the past, somewhat. Uh, Hindujas and so many. 
So it, it is a good opportunity and uh, if you take it, you can be, you can take the advantage and be, become absorbed in an atmosphere of hearing him chanting about Krishna and serving Krishna and helping others to come to Krishna consciousness. So that's my suggestion. You may say, well, it's a risk. Sure, it's a risk. The risk, what's the risk? The risk is, well, you might not make it, you might regret it later, this, that, the other, so many things. But the risk of not becoming, or the risk of not dedicating ourselves to Krishna, the risk is that we take birth again and again and again. I was just speaking to one devotee who's been in the movement, I guess, almost 20 years now, <coughs> Brahmachari. Comes from a wealthy family, actually. So he was telling me that he feels... Now, some time ago he was telling me, well, he feels he'd been badly treated in our society, although actually I don't think he's been that badly treated. It's also a matter of our mentality. But, but then this time when I met him he said that, well, actually if I consider it, it's, you know, there may be, it may be tough times. Sometimes there may, you may come across someone who doesn't behave with you properly inside the movement or something like that, but on the whole it's still so much better than just having to spend all your life working for some among materialistic people and despite all the difficulty you see there may be some people who don't behave properly but then again there's he was telling me there is there's so there are so many sincere devotees and it is a wonderful opportunity that every day we can get up and we start our day every day with just absorption and hearing and chanting about Krishna. Shri Gurvashtaka Maita Duchai Brahme Mahurte Patati Prayatna Tameva Vrindavana Nata Sakshat Sevaiva Lamhya Janatosha Naiva It says that Vishwanath Chakravartako is composed the Gurvashtak prayers, which we sing in Mongolati, Samsara Dava Analanira Loka. He's giving the blessing that anyone who loudly sings Sri Gurvashtakametad Uchai Brahma Mahurte during the Brahma Mahurta Patati Prayatnat who recites them very carefully, so loudly and carefully during Brahma Mahurta. Who does that? Tameva Vrindavaranata Sakshad Sevaivalabha. They will attain the direct service of Vrindavaranatha, Krishna in Vrindavan. Janatoshana after leaving this body. Well that's a great opportunity, isn't it? You can do that at home also, but what I generally see is that you know, Grihastas, they're working hard and they come home late and they get up late and they miss Brahma Mahurta. 
It's a great opportunity. It's actually a very wonderful way to start the day. Every morning, so nice. And then the whole day, associating with devotees, discussing the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita, and <coughs> job satisfaction. <laughs> Hard work, long hours, no pay. That's We can offer you a job. You're looking for a job? We've got the job for you. Hard work, long hours, no pay, but job satisfaction. <laughs> the satisfaction of serving Krishna. No holidays. Seven days a week. But then as Srila Prabhupada said, we don't work. Every day for us is recreation. Well, we do work, but there's no difference in Krishna consciousness between work and play. It's not that... It's not, we, sometimes we well we distinguish in material life we distinguish between work and play work is something that you have to do you don't really want to do it but you have to do it and play is something or leisure is something that you have when you're not working but in Krishna consciousness there's no distinction between the two because we like to serve Krishna and that that may be seen as work but it's not work for maintenance of the body, but it's it's work because we have to we, we, we want to yeah, we want to. We want to serve the mission of Srila Prabhupada. In some temples I've seen in in one temple I saw in the West they have some standards for temple resident devotees and it says you have to do at least like forty hour service a week so what's this? It's it should be uh, what is that? Uh, 140, 168 hours a week. Seven times, is that right? Seven times 24? Yes. So, it's all the time. It's not that someone uh, well, someone comes and says, hey, we, we, we've got some service. There's the, uh, the devotee who's supposed to wash the dishes fell sick. Could you wash the dishes? He said, no, I already did 40 hours this week. <laughs> That's not devotional service. They're always ready to perform service happily. So it's a different, uh, different atmosphere altogether. <coughs> and one who dedicates like that, then they get the advantage of hearing and chanting about and remembering Krishna at all times. Another now up to up to now I've been talking about the benefits that you can get, but another thing to consider on a higher level altogether is that the whole world is going to hell by forgetting Krishna. Everyone is suffering. So those who dedicate their lives in serving Krishna fully they can help others in the best possible way. This movement needs many dedicated workers to, to push it on, to inform people of how they are spoiling their lives without remembering Krishna. 
So he may say, well, what if you join and after some time you don't want to, you see, and then you'll have spoiled your career. Well, what's important, serving Krishna or career? <laughs> Maybe, it may happen, some, pe some people join full-time and then again they go back. But that time you spend full-time, there's no substitute for that. I mean, the, the benefit you get from doing, the spiritual benefit you get from doing that is, is incomparable. So, it depends what your priorities are. I mean, the, main, the thing is that anyway we should just join and not think of going back. We think that, uh, alright, now I join, so let me just serve Krishna. I've served, i spent so many lives serving my you know, in each life you get what is that? Pratijanme Janme Shabe Mata Pita Pai Krishna Guru Nahimili Bajahoi. In every life you get a father and a mother. The cat has a father and a mother, the dog has a father and a mother, the camel has a father and a mother. But only in the human life can you get the opportunity to serve Guru and Krishna. So, having got that opportunity, we should take it to heart. So, uh, we spend so many lives serving Maya, so why not give this one life to Krishna? What does it matter? You know, your, your career isn't so good. I don't know. I, I don't know why people are so much attached to their career and this and that. Generally the higher you go in the career the more chance you have of having a heart attack. <laughs> Seems like that. There's more stress and better maybe don't have a good career. It's probably better for health. But even that you say well you know your health but even it doesn't matter what your health is. Uh, you're going to die anyway so people are so obsessed with their health. In America it's ridiculous. Everyone's always thinking about their health and this medicine and that medicine. And it's just, but it's crazy because everyone's going to die anyway. So, I mean there's, yeah, look after your health, alright. Yukta hara viharasya, yukta chastasya, karmasu, yukta svaptava bodhasya, yoga bhavati dukaha. Lord Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita that one can overcome all miseries by practicing yoga if one is moderate in his eating, sleeping and activities. But, but uh, you, can't, you just can't do everything all the time just thinking about your health. Because anyway, like I say, anyway the body is going to die anyway at some point in time. So doesn't matter how healthy you are, you're going to die anyway. So, in serving Krishna, sometimes there'll be some strain for the body. There'll be some strain for the body. And there certainly is in modern life. That's why people are getting heart attacks. Well, it's not just mental stress. It's because of their whole way of life and their working late nights and all this kind of things. So actually in many ways the Krishna conscious life, it is healthy. Rising early is definitely... I mean the regulated life of rising early, taking 
vegetarian meals at regulated times, not eating junk food, not eating food from shops, only that which is prepared by pure Vaishnavas in a pure way. I mean, from the material point of view, it's more healthy than uh, the, the modern way of life of what is that drive-in food you drive in and people are so busy they drive in and they buy some food and they don't even stop to eat it and they drive off and so uh, we shouldn't be obsessed with health health okay do what you can to look <coughs> after it but better that we do take some strain to serve Krishna because anyway we're going to have to give up this body so better live a glorious life in the service of Krishna so there's some thoughts come and be a brahmachari it is good to look before you leap as they say there are different ashrams of the international society for Krishna consciousness and some of them might be better to join in than others some are more oriented towards looking after brahmacharis training them in, in other places they don't train they don't care they just you know give you lots of work to do they don't care whether you're advancing in spiritual life or not so it is different so you join if you are going to join then look and join in a place where you're going to be looked after properly in your spiritual life that's there also but uh, the opportunity one has of being in that atmosphere where one can always think of Krishna one have the opportunity to always think of Krishna There's, it's not going to be the same working in some company or some shop or whatever and joining full time so that's my suggestion how to how to take advantage of this or how to follow this instruction of Srila Prabhupada here that one should mold his life in such a way that he cannot but always think of Krishna come and join Hare Krishna any questions about this? yeah do we have another mic? <coughs> All right, don't speak to me. Speak to the people at the back. Uh, sometimes it happens that... Uh, the Can the people at the back hear? The materialistic pe uh, persons, <coughs> they offer the suggestion that... Uh, whatever it is, it's rubbish. If it's by materialistic people, <laughs> whatever the suggestion is, it's uh, duplicitous and against our real self-interest. <coughs> because materialistic means they think that means they're interested in enjoying matter, which is against our own self-interest from the very beginning. Anyway, what's the nonsense proposal that you're going to <laughs> that you're uh, going to say now? Uh, like if all become brahmacharis, then uh, who, so are required. How will how will uh, Infosys run on if everyone becomes a brahmachari? <laughs> well, you're not going to join, you rascal. You stay and be a nonsense. How will the factories run on? They won't, they'll close down. Jai. <laughs> but anyway, there are plenty of fools like you who who will remain 
Adan Tagob here Vishatang Tamisram dedicating to serving the senses and going to hell. So don't worry, your your Ugra karma will continue. But if everyone becomes fully absorbed in Krishna, that's very nice. Then we can close down the material world. It's not required. It's like asking the question. Now one in the prison, one prisoner decides, "Hey, I'm going to be good," and then they'll release me. And then every all the other prisoners will be against him. What do you want to be good for? We're all criminals here. And then they'll come up with the argument, "Well, if everyone became good like you, then there wouldn't be any more prison." <laughs> so that's good, isn't it? Prison is only because people are rascals. So they say, well, what if everyone became Krishna conscious? Then there'd be no more infosis. You don't need infosis. You need to chant Hare Krishna and go back to Godhead. There's no infosis in the spiritual world. But infosis is giving employment and... Uh, infosis is giving employment. And like uh, some creating infrastructure. Creating infrastructure. What for? For punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam. Punarapi Janani Jatare Shayanam. Infosis is giving is giving the opportunity to get born it's and uh, die again. Not only infosis, I know I, I don't have anything in particular against infosis. It's, it's just it's just a prominent manifestation of the foolishness of what's going on in the material world, which is forgetting Krishna. Giving a lot of what? Donations. Donations for Akshay Patra. If it's Akshay Patra, then why does he have to give anything? Akshay Patra means Krishna fills it up. That's all right. Let him give. But we're not depending. We're not. It's just like you see previously in England in the prisons the prisoners used to make sacks you know what a sack is post office sacks so they carry the letters in big sacks so if someone says that now all the prisoners are becoming good that's a big problem because no one's going to make any post office sacks anymore so it's a good idea that people should rem we should encourage people to become criminals otherwise the post office will run out of sacks <laughs> is it good logic the post office can get its sack from somewhere else it doesn't you don't need a criminal in the prison to make it so iskon isn't relying upon infosis or its donations or or Krishna consciousness is not you know we don't find in Bhagavad Gita as it is that Lord Krishna says that you know always think of infosis <laughs> we don't find any such thing <coughs> Lord Krishna does speak about economic matters where we were just reading this morning at midday in Bhagavad Gita what does he say Anad Bhavanti Bhutani 
All living beings subsist on food grains. As Srila Prabhupada said, you can't eat nuts and bolts. They're making factories, making nuts and bolts. But we, the basic necessity of maintaining life in this world is food. In the modern world, you could say you can't eat computer chips. So the, ba the basic economic necessity is food. By God's grace, that can be produced without this complex society. Probably most of you don't believe that because you think that food comes from a shop. The last two days, I was in a row, I was brought some mangoes at breakfast and I asked where the mangoes came from. And in both cases I was told from the local bazaar. That's what people think. I, what I meant to say is, you know, which part of India? So I had to ask again and I was told this morning, the, what is it called? Desera mangoes from Varanasi. Desera, is it? Yes. So, uh, people think that food comes from a shop. But believe it or not, food comes from the land. Who is this? This Ryush, what's his name now? Ravi? Ravi Kos. In, uh, in Udupi. <coughs> it was there, this was what, ten years ago. And someone offered us a pineapple. And I asked, oh, where did this come from? And he, he told me this, Ravi Prakashna, he told him, oh, he, it came from his own tree. <laughs> he lives in a city. He doesn't know that pineapples don't grow on trees. He's never seen a pineapple growing. Who's seen pineapples growing? Probably none of you. If you come from maybe in Himachal? Where? From Bihar. From Bihar. They have the pineapple? It's a bit hot, isn't it? I was studying in Maharashtra, so well, I, I in Maharashtra, in the hill areas, they grow pineapples. Yeah, yeah, they grow on hills. You little, little high. You should not be very hot. Tripura, so many pineapples. Shalet district of Bangladesh. If it's hilly area, it's good, and they just grow in the ground. That's all. What kind of tree do peanuts come from? Anyone ever seen a peanut tree? <laughs> they grow on the ground. It's not most nuts grow on trees. You don't know. You think that you think that food comes from a bazaar. <laughs> Actually it comes from Krishna by Krishna's arrangement. You don't know. So this is a uh, growing food. <coughs> That is the basic necessity of human society. Computer chips, believe it or not, computer chips, electricity, it's, you can live without electricity. Now you might find this more, more difficult to believe that, just like if we, people have difficulty, to, some people have difficulty to believe that there's God. But people, it seems they have more difficulty to believe that you can live without electricity. How could? Well, just for your information, most of the human race, for most of the history of the human race, 
people lived without electric appliances. You may say, well, that's primitive. <coughs> but it's pretty primitive to spend your whole life working just so that you can have the comfort of living in an air-conditioned you can work in an air-conditioned office and get sinusitis from living in, in an unnatural atmosphere. But uh, at least in India, people, they didn't, they weren't so much concerned with all this traditionally because they, they thought that, well, whatever the situation is, let us tolerate it and use our time, energy and intelligence for understanding the philosophy of the absolute truth. All right. Hare Krishna. How are we doing for time here? People think that they're very civilized in the modern age. <laughs> very civilized. While they're eating meat and leaf. They think they're very civilized, but they... They can't tolerate if there's a little difficulty. They become so disturbed. If the electricity goes off for half an hour, people become so disturbed. Isn't it more civilized that if, that if you can tolerate difficulties, that's sign of a higher consciousness, isn't it? Is it more civilized to work like an ass so that you can have a you can have air conditioning in your office, or is it more civilized to not bother to work so in such a complicated way so you can have time for cultivating and contemplating spiritual knowledge so that you're not disturbed <coughs> when it's very hot. You just tolerate tongues to tikshas for bharata. Simply tolerate, which is actually which is actually a symptom of higher consciousness. People think that more civilized is to have more physical comforts but actually more civilized means to have a higher consciousness people have so many so-called material comforts although when you drive in Delhi there's always this, some stink all the open sewage still and all the pollution but uh, people are crazy literally literally People are crazy. There's so many suicides, depression, schizophrenia, neurosis, psychosis. Where's the end to it? That these are all symptoms of modern life, prominent in modern life. Neurosis, where's our doctors? Neurosis is where you can't relate to the world, is it? You have difficulty relating to what's going on. Is that right? Is that a kind of layman's definition? What happened to our doctors? And psychosis, yeah? And psychosis is where you just kind of imaginary, you can't, you, it's like a stage worse, that you just can't, you kind of imagine your own reality. Yeah, you, you kind of imagine your own reality. You, you've gone further than that, further out, further, <coughs> more.